Happy Tuesday, everyone. I'm your host, Jasmine Patterson, and you're listening to The Beyond Ordinary Show, your weekly companion to living a beyond ordinary life. The Beyond Ordinary Show is sponsored by Ellie Nelly. Make sure to visit EllieNelly.com. That's E-L-I-N-E-L-L-Y.com to help me, your host, keep this show rolling. Now, let's jump right into it. Last week, we talked about mental health. And if you don't remember, mental health really means our mind and our mentality. So as we're adjusting from our mind, our brains, right? Now we're focusing on our hearts. And today we're talking about our emotional health. When I'm talking emotional health, I'm definitely meaning our resilience, our self-awareness of how we feel, as well as having a positive mindset. There's other things that go into it as well, but you know, we're gonna talk about that throughout the episode. Most important thing is we're gonna let our emotions guide us. And to help guide us in this conversation, I have with me my fiance, Casey Connolly. <laughs> See? Uh, you had to, you didn't finish you're supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is Casey's first podcast. Uh-huh. And so Casey, will you introduce yourself for us? Uh, I'm gonna try. I'm still <laughs> I've been practicing this a lot, but I'm still very nervous. Um, well, was, thank you for being here. Yeah, no, I, I do my best. I do live in the home, so <laughs> it's not that far away. But, okay, let me try and do this. My name's Casey. I am a nurse, more specifically a behavioral health nurse. I work at the moment at an acute stabilization facility, so most of my patients are going through some type of psychiatric crisis. The majority of the patients that I see are you know, dealing with some type of psychosis, whether it be drug-induced or from you know, maybe a, a diagnosis such as schizophrenia. Um, but I also do work with people who are severely depressed or, you know, very actively suicidal or have made recent suicide attempts and people who are going through acute drug withdrawal. Trigger warnings. A lot of things. <laughs> it's, it's basically the, the sickest of the sick when it comes to mental health is what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Okay. I mean, not awesome. I mean, yes, awesome. You're doing awesome work, which it, is why I really appreciate it. I do you. love it. You know that already, though. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Um, so with your job, of course, you are working with people who are under stress, they're struggling. Of course, how, how big are emotions in, at your place of work? How big are emotions? Some people, I mean, emotions are huge, number one. Mm-hmm. It's what manages 24-7 every day. Um, the, the key thing at, you know, working at a place like I work you have so many patients that are kind of mixed, that have different diagnoses, that are there for different reasons, um, and that are very clearly in distress. And you have to kind of understand, you know, while you're working, that their emotions are triggered by different things and they all need to be managed differently because one person crying because they're depressed about something might be different than another patient saying, you know, crying about something. It's very, very different and they cannot all be approached the exact same way, but it's, that's your whole day. That's how you manage the day. Oh, I mean, that's going to play right into what we're talking about today. So we're going to start off simple just to kind of give an overview and then we'll get into more specific questions. So I don't want you to think I'm simplifying an, an expert in the field being here. Um, <laughs> I might anyways. But yeah, probably. We don't have that much time. Definitely. So similar, <laughs> similar to mental health, our emotional health, we have to do those same three steps that I talked about last week. So we need to face the problem, we need to identify the problem, and we need to take action. But in this case, we need to face our emotions, we need to identify our emotions, and we need to take action. So with that in mind, how... How do you or how do we acknowledge as well as own our own emotions? I mean, I think that I have to, every morning when I wake up, 
I kind of evaluate, even if I'm rushing, which I usually am rushing every single morning, but before <laughs> I step into work or before I step on the floor, um, I kind of, you know, I ask myself where I'm at or how I'm feeling because I know that depending on how I'm doing that day is going to be how I'm going to be for other people. And if I'm not at my best, then I want to give myself whatever it is that I need that day, whether it be a pep talk or understanding, hey, you're just tired today. Maybe if you get yourself a coffee, it'll make all the difference. Not just because of the caffeine, but because you just feel nice and cozy with a warm coffee and it just makes, you know, your mood differently. So... Okay, so so you figure out how to soothe yourself so yeah. that you can increase your own emotions for the people around you? Yes. That's actually wonderful because what I'm hearing from that is that's a sign of emotional intelligence. So if you're wondering what emotional intelligence is, that's going to be, not you, Casey, of course, but if you're wondering what emotional intelligence is, that's going to be identifying the emotions you're feeling. It's also going to be the ability to understand the emotions of others. Um, we definitely want to have high levels of empathy and Whenever we are feeling things or whether we are listening to someone else feel things, it's really important that we figure out how to express emotions in healthy and positive ways. And I know for me and you, we deal with that very differently. So I'm more of like a toxic positivity person. Um, and I say toxic positivity because I fake it till I make it. I've literally been given the nickname No Bad Days, typically, at least before you made me more emotionally centered throughout our relationship I would just kind of ignore emotions and then just kind of hope they would get better and I feel like with you you kind of just violent word vomit your emotions I, do, I, I think that yes I, I am a, a supporter of like I definitely even in my own emotions and yours I will violently attack them out loud every time that something comes up and this is something that before I, I keep talking, I want to make it very clear. The Casey at home is very different than Casey at work. You know, and I don't, and I, I talk about this to people at work too. Like, I'm not sure how I do it at all. I, you know, it's just like a completely different brain that I use at work. But when I, because I have to obviously cover up things that I'm feeling to be able to do my job. Otherwise, yeah. that would be crazy. To take care of other people. <laughs> While I'm crying and, and having a, a panic attack on the floor, it might not be a good idea. <laughs> um, but when it comes to, you know, you know, calling out emotions and saying things how they are, it, I like to do that because that's, that's how I get through them. If, if you're covering them up or smiling or faking it till you make it, I mean, I, it just doesn't work for me, but it, you know, that does work for some people. Do you think it really does work for me? No. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it can work for some people if it, you know, you're just, it depends on the situation and nothing is, is, you know, black and white cookie cutter type things but I don't think that when it's not working and then you continue to pretend like it is working yeah. I think that that's at the point where you kind of need to sit down and talk about it definitely I know the other day where we were talking about something and I just I like went off on well I didn't go off on you but I was talking about something you just had no idea what I was talking about yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and <laughs> like I thought we talked about that and I was like no talking about Friday like what do you it didn't even make sense but this, was... situ this situation was, <laughs> and very basically, you know, I, you know, we were just hanging out, doing regular things at home, doing things in the kitchen, and you started talking about, I was very lost and confused, but now I understand. You were talking <laughs> about a fight that happened a week ago, or a discussion, say a fight, a discussion that we had had a week ago, and your problems <laughs> with that discussion, and I was very lost and confused because I thought that conversation was 
you know, I, I mean, I, I don't even barely remember the conversation from a week ago. So, I, I mean, I thought it was over. Yeah. I don't know. But you were very, you know, upset and bringing that up. And I, once I realized that it was like a little bit ridiculous, like this was coming from nowhere, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. And it's like, to my point, um, I was, I was really kind of lashing out on you. Like it had nothing to do with what was going on, but I was feeling a lot of other emotions from work, from a situation that happened with my friend and I wasn't processing those properly. And that's why that ended up turning into me just finding like a tiny little sore, which wasn't even a sore. Like I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that, but because I hadn't processed my emotions correctly, I kind of lashed out on you. So, I mean, you've helped me through this numerous times. How, how can people better process their emotions? So it's a process. You're processing your own emotions and so that you don't know, you're not lashing out on people. <laughs> Very and you still, it's, it's okay, you know, sometimes to have to let things out, but you know, it's important when you are not feeling okay or you're, you know, you have a lot going on to, to, you know, ask yourself like, what, you know, what am I feeling? To be able to identify it, you know, and to be able to ask yourself why you're feeling that way or what types of things might be going on that have, you know, added to you feeling this way. Because sometimes it's one thing and sometimes it's a list of things. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, you can give yourself some cut yourself some slack and be like, you know what, I'm going through a hard time right now and that's okay. You know, I don't have to function at my 100% or how I always do because I have a lot going on and maybe right now what I need is just to kind of chill out and do things that make me happy or bring me peace. So you do have to ask yourself what you're feeling, be able to identify what you're feeling. It is so frustrating for me when I'm like, well, what are you feeling like or what's going on? And you're like, you have like no words. Yeah, yeah. I... I, and I struggle, and this is crazy because I taught, you know, English for seven years. I, I'm speaking on a podcast. I feel like normally when I'm trying to explain something, I can express myself really well. But when it comes to actually doing the work and saying, wait a second, I feel this, and going into my brain and, like I said, identifying what I'm feeling and then, like, calling it out and figuring out that reason why, I have a lot of trouble naming those feelings And I think it's because I have kind of been brought up with that toxic positivity sense of figure it out, everything's going to be okay. And then, you know, my next point is like, it's really important that we feel our emotions, right? It's, um, I used to be of the persuasion that you hide bad emotions, you hide negative emotions, you don't like plant those into other people. But now that I've gotten comfortable just having discussions and having someone that I feel safe and comfortable actually talking with, uh, life's a lot better. So, like, what do you, (laughs) I mean, what do you have to say about, like, hiding emotions versus just, like, having those conversations, getting it out there? I just don't, you know, hiding emotions is, I I actually don't understand the concept very I'm not, you know, there's been times where I don't understand why I'm sad or why I'm mm-hmm. feeling depressed because I have gone through times feeling that way. And I, I might not know why, especially when I was younger. Yeah. But, you know, it just does not, it just does not work. I think that you need to be able to look inside yourself and, and understand what you're feeling. And when you're feeling irritable or when you're feeling agitated and, you know, stopping for a second, be like, is this person actually that irritating, you know, maybe I don't like them at all. Maybe they should go away. Or am I going through something that's making me feel irritable? 
because if you're just walking around like, nope, you're just pissing me off this much, yeah, and I'm mad at you, like, that's, you know, and you're not actually asking, like, am I going through something that's making me angry or making me irritable? Um, it's just not healthy to do. It's not healthy to do even when you're not in a relationship, you know, yeah. like, just to yourself. It's not... It's not a good thing to do. Definitely. I mean, in that same week, I got I got so frustrated with my students that I like rage applied to a different job because I was like, ah, I can't take this. And then when I was able to actually kind of just face that problem and identify like what was wrong with me emotionally, I realized like, yo, these these little kids were just being themselves. And normally I have the tolerance for that, but I had I kind of reached my emotional valley and. Like, I couldn't take anything else because I was so busy, like, loading myself in and bottling everything in. So, definitely, like, my issue is I always try to wait until I'm able to take action. But instead, I have to face and identify those emotions first. Um, Because, as you said, like, it does affect other people. Um, And with that... uh, Sorry, that was weird. That was a weird transition. So, with that, um, if we're talking emotions and letting them out and how those affect other people right Mm -hmm. when you're thinking of like a quick knee-jerk reaction right like let's say I do something and immediately it frustrates you and we talked about this a little bit earlier where we talked about kind of like reactions versus versus our actual emotions and we want our emotions and what we put out there to represent like what's actually in our heart, not just like knee jerks. Yes. I'll help you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like looking to you for guys. I'm like, there's words here. <laughs> we're going to, we're starting this podcast over now. We were, we're, we, we tend to do, we both tend to do that. The way that our brains work, we jump from topic to topic. And this is the first time we've tried to have an organized conversation so other people can understand us, so it is hard. Oh, yeah. See, it's okay to recognize those things. Let's go ADHD. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, me and you function that way. We jump all over the place. Let's try to, we're circling back now, okay? Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm leaving all of this. In, you know, you want to get to the point where you're, basically the point that you're making is it's important to recognize what your emotions are, mm-hmm. to be able to have your emotions and, you know, feel like it's okay. You, you have the right to have emotions. Yes. And that's the thing that you didn't always feel like you had. Yes. Um, and to be able to, one, identify them on your own. Because some people struggle with that, too. And then, depending on your situation, if you're in a relationship or if it be family structure or whatever it may be, sometimes we have to, you know, sit and express our emotions to, to other people around us. Mm-hmm. Because it helps those relationships and 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 this this go like transcends like all types of relationships friendships you know relationships with your family romantic relationships um because there's so many times and like my like for example like my mom is not she does not she's she's very sympathetic Mm -hmm. you know and she can give you a hug and all that but she Mm -hmm. doesn't she's not good at expressing her own emotions and sometimes she can walk around just raging and angry and all this stuff and she's cutting people off I have to stop her now she's not going to do this on her own and I say and I have to look at her and be like mom what is wrong yeah you know what is going on who's making you mad (laughs) you know (laughs) tell me what her frustrations are yeah and because if not like her brain's going down this trail of negative negativity and she's just snapping at all these you know her sis because she has a lot of sisters and maybe that explains enough but she's snapping (laughs) at her sisters and 
you know, and I just, I want her to have that sense of peace, but I know that she needs help to be able to stop and she needs somebody in her, you know, around her to be able to help her do that sometimes. And that's fine. Um, but it is important for us all to do that yeah. with ourselves yeah. and, you know, while we're in relationships and some of us may be better at it than others. So that's why we try to help each other. I really appreciate you. Like, the, the skills I've developed from <laughs> our relationship has, have helped me with my friendships, too. I feel like in my relationship with my parents, definitely my relationship with my students. So, even, like, if you don't have a wonderful, perfect, made-for-you partner like I do. <laughs> but just figuring out someone that you can talk to, someone that you feel safe and comfortable, okay, being vulnerable with, um, can help you kind of process those motion, those emotions and if you really don't have that kind of person, you could write it out. I mean, there's so many strategies. And it helps us It helps us understand each other, too. Because, Definitely. you know, there's there's certain conversations that we have had. Um, and, I, I mean, this is things that I have learned as I've grown up. You know, mm-hmm. and I have, and I call it a blessing, but I, I did go have therapists in high school that I was made to get because I was just not okay while I was in high school mentally. And my parents made me, you know, get therapists and go to therapy and I have had a lot of it. So I started practicing these things back then and I'm very grateful for it. But, you know, to be able to, now I'm losing my train of thought. Hey, trains are hard. That's because I'm thinking of the next topic. What were we talking about? We're talking, I mean, we're really talking about, like, dependability of other people. Oh, I know. I'm saying, like, it helps you to get to know, like, each other, right? So, when I'm, you know, being able to understand that my brain works this way, being Mm -hmm. very good at, like, identifying, well, I get, you know, I'm angry because of this. Or sometimes I might snap at you about something, Mm -hmm. but within two minutes, I'm telling you, I'm, the way, you know, my voice sounds or my tone of voice is coming from X, Y, Z. It has nothing to do with you. It is because of this. I feel... Or at least I hope that that's a pretty powerful thing that I give in this relationship. No, and for anyone out there, especially if you have an anxious partner, a partner with trust issues, with you're in a newer developing relationship, if you are going through something emotionally, it's really important to let that person know that, hey, what I'm going through, like you're not the source of the problem. Yeah. Um, give them reassurance that... Like, hey, maybe you can't fix this for me because, you know, it's no one's responsibility to fix you. But let them know I'm going through something. I'm still here. Give me a second. Give me, it could be space. It could be time. It could be effort, energy. But, like, try your best to express what you need and what you're feeling because that just makes it that much easier for that person to keep building that relationship with you. And letting, you know, letting them know, like, you know, I feel, like, if if you're partner like you said you, you said anxious partner and that's what made me think about it and I thought mm. of things that I've heard of or friends that I've had or even myself like in other relationships where you are anxious or worried and you need reassurance and I need reassurance now sometimes but yeah. I I have enough practice to know that I, I just say it I, I you know I ask for reassurance and you give it you're not cold or you know mean <laughs> yeah. so that's great um but being be able <laughs> being able to <laughs> you know, let them know that if you're feeling cold or you're not able to give affection or you're, you know, you're feeling a certain way, you might have things going on in your independent life that are causing you to feel that way. And you might not actually need anything from them at all, Mm -hmm. but it's good to let them know like, Hey, this is where I'm at right now. You know, just checking in. This is where I'm at right now. And if I've 
you know, coming off this way, this, you know, this is probably why. Um, and you might not need anything from them at all just to let them know. Definitely. And with that, it's also important that like you have that conversation and that communication because if not, you're forcing that other person to assume your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I know me and you have, have both run into issues with this mainly in the past, but if you are assuming something and it's not in line with what's actually happening, happening, <laughs> it can hurt both people's feelings, right? Like I can feel like an inferior partner or you can feel like you've made a mistake because we don't understand where the actual issue with that other person is coming from. Oh, we yeah. just can have to, we just have to assume. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't work. And you know what? We're actually going to stop that conversation there because Casey and I go on to talk for four hours for the rest of the night about all kinds of things about emotions, about teenagers specific, about job specific, about the work we do. And I mean, we talked until midnight. It was absolutely wonderful. But you don't need to hear our four hour conversation. What you need to understand right now is you have emotions and it's really important to identify those and to feel those and then to face them. If you hide from your emotions, you, you're not facing them. You're just bottling it up and you're going to explode. And nobody wants you to explode all over them. So what I need from you to do is just work on communicating, work on feeling, work on naming what exactly it is that's going on with you. And Casey and I are going to keep coming back with these conversations to share our tips as a teacher, as a nurse, and as a couple to help you keep getting better at recognizing your own emotions so that you can have a beyond ordinary life. Just to wrap this up, right? You're thinking about what you're feeling and make sure you're processing those things. The first step of that is to identify that emotion. Literally, like if you need to get out an emotional wheel, a dictionary, you gotta be able to put some words to it so that you can express yourself. And then when you express yourself, that allows you to face it and that will later allow you to take action. Next time, we're not going to be so self-centered. Next time, we're going to learn about how we can be empathetic and understand other people's emotions as well. And then we'll get into some more tips along the way. We have great conversations coming for you. Of course, I'm excited. And that's it for today. So, as always, it's been an honor. Remember, don't settle for ordinary. You're beyond that. See you next Tuesday. The Beyond Ordinary Show podcast is brought to you by Ellie Nelly and hosted by Jasmine Patterson. To get in touch with your host, email jasmine at beyondordinary at elliennelly.com. To support our sponsor, Ellie Nelly, visit elliennelly.com. Ellie Nelly creates comfortable clothes and unique gifts for beyond ordinary people. You can support the Beyond Ordinary Show and grab some dope Ellie Nelly gear at www.elliennelly.com. That's E L I. N-E-L-L-Y dot com. Use the code Beyond Ordinary, one word, all lowercase, to save 10% on your first purchase. Now that's the end of the show. Go out and be beyond ordinary. Remember, love you. See you next Tuesday.